What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Muddy Roots Podcast. We are your hosts. We got Gage and Rob. We got Ryan and Bill. We're ready to roll. So today, we're going to kind of start off by talking a little bit about morning routines. What you guys have. Do you guys do a morning routine? Do you not? I don't. What do you think? I I do. Okay. Every morning, I just wake up, shower. You want to take a cup? Oh, I'm yeah. gonna take a, yeah. a cup. Let's do it. But you I just wake up, shower, go to that's work. That's a routine. That's a routine right there. But I guess the showering depends. If I shower the night before, oh, then I won't shower, shower in the morning. morning. Do you do the scratch and sniff test? <laughs> <laughs> People do that. That's a real thing. No. Oh. <laughs> I hope not. Thank God. You just, if you, if yeah, you no, need to do not. the scratch and sniff, you just shower. Why would you start? Not a thing. Huh? Oh, you scratch, sniff your hand. Damn. Yeah, you you wrap it. Okay. (laughs) We need to get a penalty cup in this one. Because you you need to take some penalty cups. I grabbed from the bottom. Huh? I grabbed from the bottom. What was the action you were just doing? I just went like this. He grabbed from the bottom too. (laughs) (laughs) From both. I didn't even scratch it though. I just went like this. So know what? Yours, your morning routine is more just like hygiene based. Like you just hopefully yeah, brush just, your teeth every day. Yeah, I that for sure. Though. You didn't mention. That <laughs> I didn't <routine>. mention it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's all. It like turns out to be. It's just. Do you have get a ready for the day? Okay, I, I'll get a little more detail. Okay, because I'm gonna get detailed with mine so, too. It's super bad, but I look at my phone automatically. And usually while it's laying in bed, yeah. And it, I, I've heard the like you shouldn't do that. It starts your morning off, morning off rough. But I'm turning off my alarm, and so I have my phone in my hand, and then I'm looking at my schedule for my calendar for work, trying to see uh, what my day's like, <clears> make sure that I don't have anything that I'm going to miss. After that, I'll hop in the shower. Um, I hate listening to music in the morning. What? I don't like it. I love I don't that. like it. I don't like driving and listening to music. And if it is, it's an instrumental. So I, I listen to this um, this guy who produces just like real soulful and mm-hmm. jazz music to like get me ready and pump. Like my wife will leave work for work and she'll be listening to like Meg Thee Stallion and stuff. <laughs> and I'm listening to her back out of the driveway and I'm like, it's 830 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. I, 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 I do like, see uh, that. But you listen to no music like you're. Oh no! Yeah, you don't even go anywhere. You just uh, you work from home, right? I do. Yeah. So when I'm oh, from my bathroom okay. to my office, <laughs> I'm just listening to my phone. Now, if I'm leaving, I like because I'll go into the office sometimes. So if I'm leaving, I won't listen to any music, or I'll really? listen to like an instrumental to kind of warm me up or something. I don't like listening to rap in the morning. It's really not my not my flavor. So if you don't listen to instrumental at all, it's just a quiet drive. If you're going to the office. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I can't do that. I can't do that. My oh, brain. That is so weird to me, too. It's not wired that way. Because my dad's that way. He used really? to, like, punish us growing up because we'd all want music. He'd be like, no, it's a silent car. And he would just turn it off. And <laughs> we're all like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, That's how you know something's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was weird. He's like that, though. Like, my dad likes silence. He just, he won't listen to nothing. That's what Every, like, not, not just in the mornings. Like, all day long. It's just, he doesn't listen to anything. Yeah. That's weird. In the morning, it's like I'm. You got that, Dad? You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Love money roots, not just Gage. <laughs> Everyone thinks that. I relate to that, like it, especially in the mornings. Like I'll listen to reggae, like Fiji, that's J-Bo, understandable. Spawn Breezy, I'll listen to that. 
But like rap has to wait until like one to damn, it's got a time limit. Yeah. <laughs> if you play no, before one o'clock, I fucking hate you. What's your routine? No, but my routine is like as soon as I wake up, first thing I do is I, I'll hit my vape. Damn, that's the first thing I do. <laughs> wow, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'll I'll hit my vape the first thing I wake up, and then then I'll shower, brush my teeth in the shower, get out, get ready, and then head out. And when I head out, I listen to music on the way there. But <laughs> no, but um, at that point, I feel like, like I feel like if if I don't do any of those, my whole day's messed up. Really? Because ever since ever since um like if I if I mess up one thing like say I don't I don't hit my vape. I'll just go straight to showering. There's something wrong with that day. But if wow. I do everything for my morning routine until I get to work, everything's fine. The whole day's fine. You don't like breathing fresh air in the morning? Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 you know. He has but, a sleep hat machine. He just hooks his vape up to the sleep hat machine. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, I would. <laughs> oh, you have problems. Lungs are you guys make a, your bed? One? No. Um... Uh, no. You don't look like no, a bed I don't. maker. I don't. You don't? <laughs> no. You make your bed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say sometimes not right when I get up, but I make my bed every day, at least me or my wife. Do you? I didn't ask if your wife... <laughs> do you make the bed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If my wife leaves the house before I do, like That's if she fine. gets up yeah. before I do, yeah. Right. Because I'm the same way. I don't, I don't make it all the time. I'm actually really bad at it. And then I'll look at the time and Cece's about to come home and I'm like, oh my... Yeah. Like, yeah, let me... <laughs> So I'll go make it. But uh, what's your routine? What do you, what do you got going on? One real quick: brushing your teeth in the shower. Is that weird to you guys? No, no. I do that. I, yeah. I, I've heard people say that that's weird. If yeah. I brush, are you gonna say if I brush my teeth in the no, vanity? No, so I do it. I, it feels weird. Wait, you always brush it in the shower? In the shower? Yeah, I oh, always I do know. it in the shower. In the morning, yes. I never. At nighttime, it's usually in my sink. I never brush in the shower. I used to growing up. It doesn't gross me out. One thing that does gross me out, though, is leaving your toothbrush in the shower. I still leave it in the shower. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a whole that. slot for yeah. for the toothpaste and the toothbrush. That is gross to me. There's so much steam and humidity coming off of, like, other people's sweaty asses. Who is using my shower without me knowing? <laughs> That's well, the first even, question. Even yourself. Like, it's when kiwi. you go into the shower, you're dirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> all the steam so. coming off of your body is going around your toothbrush. Okay, but if you think about it. I'm thinking about it. If you leave your toothbrush in the uh, outside of the shower mm-hmm. and people are using the bathroom, that's still the same thing. Right? Actually, that's a good point. That's a really good point. But it's not steam. I'm just saying. Steam <laughs> stink? <laughs> no, that, that's actually a good point. I don't know. The, leaving it in the shower is gross me out. I don't mind brushing my teeth in the shower. but Just I, leaving it in the shower? Yeah, leaving it in the shower is weird. Really? Yeah, hella weird to me. Like, actually... So, because when you get in there, it's already moist. Like you don't even have to run it out of the water. It's already no. I still run that shit. Yeah, no. Yeah, what are you still talking it, about yeah. my shower is dry. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, but humidity in the shower is gonna make it so it's a little wet. That's what I do not like. I, okay, I guess I see what you're saying, but there's times after because I know that I'll shower in the morning. So after I brush my teeth at night, I'll go put it in the shower. Save me a step. Like, I don't think it's weird. Yeah. You'll prep for the next day. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm so productive. Look at me be ready for tomorrow. Yeah. I really will. Oh, no. yeah. But what's uh, your routine like yeah. in the morning? So mine's very similar to your guys'. I mean, shower, brush my teeth. At the sink. Yeah. Make that clear. At the sink because I'm not a weirdo. But... Uh, 
one thing actually that's maybe a little bit uncommon is I don't wear deodorant. What? Yeah. Wait, there is a gene. Because like I don't, you, I'm not like a stinky person like that. Some people have that Steve gene. Steve Jobs didn't think oh, okay. that and everyone else did. Like, <laughs> do you not wear it at all? No, never. That's like so your whole day. You, you, no, I'll even go to the gym, won't wear it. And then you come home, shower, no deodorant. No deodorant. But if you guys ever, and like you can be honest, have you ever been by me like, well, you know what's crazy is that I didn't know that. I haven't thought of that. And I I just don't like it, dude. Put the odorant on. That's weird. Feel like all of us. Well, that's another, I don't wear deodorant. I don't wear cologne. Like I don't wear like smell good stuff. I just don't. So I don't do that. I do brush my teeth, shower. Thank goodness. Um. <laughs> make the bed but sometimes make the bed is like how you were saying sometimes i know my wife's on the way home because i work a lot from home as well mm-hmm. and it's like oh shoot she's about to be here real quick mm-hmm. so I, I throw it together real fast um again i work from home and i kind of have my own schedule so i clean a lot first thing in the morning i do a lot of that this week i started trying to do push-ups every morning so I, I'm, I'm doing a hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, is that's the correct terminology? Because dude, it it's been kicking my butt low key. I um, bet. But yeah, <laughs> look at your arms. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I do like I'm LDS, so I, I pray and then I also read my scriptures. Ooh. I try to get that done in the morning, but sometimes if I'm, I don't know, something comes up and I'm running late, then I'll do it later in the day. But how much do you try to read? I do two chapters a day, so I'm in the Book of Mormon right now. I'm going to read through the Book of Mormon, and then I'm going to start the Old Testament. So, Because mm-hmm. if you do two a day, I started, it was like one of my New Year's resolutions. So That's awesome. Started out January. The Book of Mormon's 180 chapters or something. Ooh. There's something right around I there. So if you do two a day, you finish it by the end of April, like on April, the last day of April. I should have been more specific. Like, how, how much do you read in the morning part of your routine? Like, the scriptures or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or just those two chapters? I really don't... I don't know. It depends. Some days I, I'll read for a lot longer because I also read other books as well. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll be reading for an hour if I don't have a whole lot in that morning, like if it's not jam-packed. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's literally like those two chapters only take 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So, so you, but you do read a lot, especially yeah. in the mornings. Yeah, because in our spelling test, you had Siri reading <laughs> all the words. So what happened there? Gonna, <laughs> rewind. I listen to it. <laughs> I do audio okay. audio books and Where audio. Are you going with this? No. Oh, he, he no, it's just, okay. I don't really care. You can but, um, call me out on that. <laughs> with you uh, praying and reading your scriptures, so it's safe to say, like you're you believe in. A god or a higher power? Yeah. Is that the same with you two? Yes, I do. Yeah. What about you? Is it weird? I kind of question it sometimes. Really? What makes you question it? Is nobody knows. Nobody knows if there is something or if like someone's putting you in line to believe with everyone else that something is up there. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't think that's weird because I have my doubts. I have my. Um, my questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't feel it's appropriate to ask. It's also but, scary yeah. to fucking not believe, and then that's what know? gets me is the fear of if there is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens when you die, dude? That sometimes, like, 
freaks me out. Yeah. Is like there it could just be pitch black. And that'd be crazy. We're just done. Everybody yeah. just makes it seem like it's just this like big old thing and it's just black. Yeah, because just done. You're done. In all reality, nobody knows. No, so, yeah. Religion is like some people well, try to say it's factual. I don't know much factual evidence. Wasn't there a movie that came out? Um, I want to say it came out like 2016 or something. This little girl dies, and then she comes back to life. And like she she was telling the whole family, um, like how how they met the his great grandma and all that stuff. Have you guys heard about I've, that? I've heard oh, of wait, people I that think do I know that. what you're talking about. Some people yeah. will die and come but, back, and they have stories that are like, and there it, is someone. Yeah, and, yeah. and in that moment, she was only is. gone for like five minutes. And she was just saying that they, that she was doing this whole thing, like yeah. this long period of time. It is That's what crazy. questions me. Because, yeah, that's what I don't get from like people who don't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like. So what do you look forward to after death? Or do you just live this life and you just know after this, it's black? Dude, that scares Because that me. scares the crap out of you. There's no Same. hope in that. You're just like living for the next day when you, you don't know what's next after mm-hmm. this life. That scares me. 100%. Are you guys, do you claim any religions? LDS. LDS? Mm-hmm. We grew you? up as Christians. Christians. Mm-hmm. Christians. What's the difference... So obviously LDS is kind of a Christian faith. I know there's some differences. Have you ever thought about the LDS church as being weird or like what aspect aspects of it you think is weird? No. No. Really. I mean, mm. we all believe in one thing. There's a a higher power up there. Yeah. For for Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ is up there. So you don't believe in like a heavenly father mm-hmm. and a Jesus Christ, just a Jesus Christ. Just Jesus Christ. I don't know the differences between the Christian and the Mormon thing, but I've heard they're a lot alike. So I've heard they're a lot alike too. I've, I've never been to a Christian. I do know. I don't know if it is for Christians, but Mormons are kind of culty. Eesh. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. So the only thing I, and I can't really speak into this. I've heard a lot of people say that. And I don't want to like slander my church because I actually believe it's 100% true. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that going into the temple is a little weird for your first time because you do certain things and, and wear certain things. And so people kind of get that vibe. I've had some, I've known some influencers that I've actually spoken about it. They've been in the temple and then spoken about it. You're not supposed to do that. No, you're it, not. It's a you're not supposed thing. to talk about your experience. Mm-mm, no, the temple all. is very—it's sacred. It's sacred. You, That's why I don't if even want to say. You're holy and you're worthy. You can go to the temple and experience it, oh. but you should not be telling that to other people. They have what's called a guide, and so um, if you get married or sealed or something, you can have someone that comes through and kind of walks you through the process and stuff. But you should not be talking about that. Yeah. At least, what happens if you do? Nothing. Death. I, uh, they, yeah, they don't. <laughs> you they don't, don't get shot down. They don't take name down and execute you, but it's just one. No, of like, those, I, like, are are you not allowed to go back, back in there? No, I don't think you get excommunicated from the church or anything. If you talk about the temple, you're just not supposed to. Mm. But I do want to dive into that cult thing a little bit further, and to do that, I think we should take a cup real quick. We, we can do, do it. Do it. Are you? You do you think it's culty as well? No, I do not think it's a cult. I am... So... I've obviously been there my whole life, though. So that's kind of weird to be like, like no, it's not a cult. Kind of. but I, and I've been there my whole life. 
I really just don't believe it is because there's a lot of things that the church. You want one or two? Dosey dose. The church does that I could see like maybe being a little bit of a cult, but at the end of the day, they let you come and go freely. It's not like, uh, hey, there's ultimate secrets that you mm-hmm. can't tell anybody. Like, no, it's all pretty open, other than the temple stuff because it's very sacred um, to us. Another thing I've heard a lot of people, there's been some weird things. Like I've heard guys say like, oh, the bishop sleeps with all the young women. And I'm like, what? Yeah. No, no I feel like that's like a big, universal, like every. Or the multiple religion. wives thing. That's such a big yeah. um, outsider's perspective, especially people who aren't from Utah, because we live in Utah. So that's, you know, a Mormon. If you're not, you know one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like touching on what Bill was saying, um. A lot of it, dude, because I grew up LDS, you grew up LDS, so it's not too crazy. But then you guys might hear about some things and you're like, oh, that's a little weird. Right, right. It's, it, it's not too crazy. And like you said, it is a sacred thing. A lot of the things are sacred, so it may look like there's secrets that are being kept and there's mm-hmm. some um, things that aren't being let out to the public. But, I mean, I've I, I've had like foreign ex- uh, exchange students that come to school with us and they think doing the Pledge of Allegiance in the middle of class is weird. I guess. Like you're pledging yeah, allegiance to your nation. Like they think that's weird. You know what I mean? Like there's things that, every, I mean, I'm sure there's things that other races see us doing as Polynesians and think that's weird. It's just kind of custom. What do you guys do for baptism of the dead? Because that sounds so sketchy. So baptism for the dead is you go and get baptized for somebody that's already been, like someone that's passed. already passed. So it's like someone that was a Christian. You guys are baptizing him. So, I don't know if you know much about that. The way I've interpreted it is family members will bring names of their own family and say, Mm -hmm. hey, my grandpa wasn't baptized. I want to get baptized for him. Sometimes when you go with your ward, they give you a bunch of random names. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the process is of getting those names. I'm not familiar with the process, no. I don't know if it's like prayed about and pondered about and Mm -hmm. like... Because we believe that when you pass, you go to the other side and you either go to spirit prison or spirit paradise. Spirit paradise is where you've lived the life that you were supposed to be living. Spirit prison is where you weren't. But it's not, I don't really like the word prison because it's not a prison. Like you're just there to be taught. Mm -hmm. And when you're in spirit prison, you can be taught the things. And if you choose not to, then that's fine. But if you choose to, then that's where the baptisms for the dead Endowments for the dead, stuff like that. Come mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really a prison. It's not like you're locked up. It's yeah. more of a a school. And they, I believe, that a lot of people in Spirit Paradise actually have the opportunity to go to Spirit Prison and try mm-hmm. to teach some of those people. Believe because yeah, I've done baptism for the dead, and you get I don't know who I am getting baptized for. There's a list. You'll do multiple of them. Like you'll just rotate, and or no, I think you do one. No, you'll do like 10. Okay. Because oh, you'll really? stand in the water like a baptism. Oh, you're right. You don't get out under, of the, Yeah. Come up. And then they say it again oh. and you go under. Oh, but you're yeah. giving... Yeah. You're getting <laughs> drowned. You're giving them kidding. the option to accept. And like you said, they're learning and they're down there and they're trying to go to uh, spiritual paradise. Mm-hmm. And so you're giving them the option. And so you're getting baptized in honor of them basically okay. so you That's can't even correct. choose like they they give you a list right of the the people that you you can take your own names if you want like so my grandma she's way into that stuff and so she 
did genealogy for our family, so she would bring some of our own names. But if you just go and show up, they'll they'll have names for you. But no, that that's actually correct. So you're doing it for the Christian, but if in spirit prison they choose not to accept it, they don't have to accept it. Okay, we're yeah. just doing it to give them the option to accept. It's not like mm-hmm. we're baptizing and getting our numbers up. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like everyone, no matter what. But are you guys? You're not very strong in the Christian faith, or mm-hmm. like you just don't go to church a whole lot, or, or uh, where are you guys at with it? I just don't go. To church a whole lot to like be strong. Be I don't know. So what, like, because Christians, their afterlife. What do you guys believe in? Is it like a heaven and hell, and that's it, or what do you guys think? That's a, that, that's what I believe. I don't. I don't. That's what. Yeah, that's what I believe. I believe there's there's a heaven and hell. As far as like the whole baptism for the dead thing. Yeah. Like I'm 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 new to this, and which is which is like I. I want. I, I, I want to keep an open mind to everything. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm trying to learn. And I think I'm at the point where I'm just trying to experience everything instead of being like locked down to like one religion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why this is this whole thing is is pretty cool though. Baptism so wait, were you guys day. baptized then? Mm-mm. Yeah, we I were. Oh, we were? Mhm. Uh, we we get Christians, baptized when we're younger. Yeah, like like baby babies. Old. Yeah. Oh, sh- yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing too that might be a little different. If Christians believe in heaven and hell, we believe in three kingdoms. Yeah, I I don't think we do. I also don't really know that much about right. Christianity because yeah. it's been so long. So but. we believe in three kingdoms. Not many people go to hell, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. The only people, and we call hell like outer darkness. The only people who wow. go to outer darkness is people who see God and deny Him. So if you see oh, God wow. and then you say. No, he doesn't. And then you like tell people, no, he doesn't exist. And if you read in the scriptures, there's guys who have done that, like prophets or not prophets, but um, some guys who have done it and then they get struck dumb or stuff like that. Jeez. Other than that, there's three levels. And depending on how you live your life and how you do in spirit prison and spirit paradise will rank you in those three kingdoms. Really? Is that? But then you guys can also get sealed with your family, right? Correct. So is that like, say, like you are at the very top, someone you love is in the middle. Can you guys just not see each other ever again? Like, No, that's so the way I understand it. And sorry, I feel like I'm speaking a lot. If you have something to say, you can say it. But I know you can visit down. That's right. I've heard you can't visit up. That's right. So another thing, though, too, is the way my mom explained it is you're going to want to be with the ones you love the most Mm -hmm. and so as a family you'll probably try to stick together she also said and i don't know if this is a doctrine she just was telling me you can kind of choose where you want to go but you're going to want to go where you're most comfortable for example if everyone in the so we believe in the celestial telestial turlet that's the three kingdoms and it's sea turtle so yeah so celestial telestial So we believe, or so she was saying that if you want to go to the celestial, but you get there and it's awkward because you you just know you didn't live the same life, like you didn't have some of those same core values, you'll want to go down. Mm. I don't know if that's doctrine or if that's just the way I was taught. Mm-hmm. Do you know if once you go down, you can't go back up? No. Or how does that work? It's like a visitation thing. Okay. But that's the three kingdoms right there, right? Yeah. Sea turtle. Yeah. Sea turtle. So what's at the top? Celestial. Celestial. I know, but like what what's the difference? Like why are those guys standing out more than the guys at the bottom? Like 
that's a tough one for me. So I guess to answer your question, yeah, don't know because what's at the top, not sure. Mm-hmm. But the people that are at the top are considered to live a righteous and holy life. That, um, you said it, it's it's kind of like a ranking system. So they've lived, <clears throat> they've taught, they've served, and they earn their way to the highest kingdom. I do know that people in the celestial kingdom mm-hmm. will have opportunities themselves to be like gods, like to Damn. Can, like create earths. And, and and yeah, and to touch on that, there are certain requirements that you have to do. So you have to get married. Man and woman, you need to get married. You have to have kids. Like there are certain things that you need to do in order to be like, to get into the celestial kingdom. Yeah. If you, and we're all learning here, we're all just talking. Right. So if this is wrong, let me know. But if you don't get married, you don't fill one of those requirements. Even though I may have taught and I've served and I've attended church and I lived a really righteous life, but I didn't get married to a woman and reproduce, then I can only go to the sea ter- terrestrial. Yeah. I, I actually think you're hundred percent. Yeah. I remember learning that when I was a kid. Right. It's one of the requirements is to get married. Wow. Because we believe that there's also a heavenly mother. Mm-hmm. Heavenly father is not the only guy. Mm-hmm. We believe that there's a heavy heavenly mother, but she's left out of a lot of stuff because like n- not using the Lord's name in vain. So like saying, Oh my God, like don't mm-hmm. do that. The reason that they left the heavenly mother's name out of everything is because they didn't, he didn't want her to be disrespected like that. So no one knows so her name. No one knows her name. I don't know. Actually, I've heard. I couldn't tell you. I've heard some conspiracy or not conspiracies. I've heard some people say that from this scripture, this scripture. I think her name is this, but we don't really know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. So yeah, we do believe in a heavenly mother, and that is one of the requirements, just to get married. Um, on that whole sealed thing, that one's a little confusing to me, and the mm-hmm. ranking system's a little, little vague to me because I, and this is where me and the church kind of collide. I have a good testimony of of Jesus Christ and my Lord and all that. I don't have a great testimony of the church. I'm working on it because I struggle with stuff like the word of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You guys already know this. Like I, I drink. Um, I recently quit because of, because of church, but because of personal reasons. Um, but I don't think that makes you a bad person. And a lot of the church is like saying, no, don't do that. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily saying if you do it, you're a bad person. They're just saying, don't do it. And that, those things kind of rub me the wrong way a little bit. Like, I, it just doesn't make sense to me why you can drink and be a bad person. But then someone else who's like, because part of the word of wisdom is like overeating too. Like overindulging oh, wow. and like becoming fat. That's not good. So, but. That's a sin though. That's not just LDS. That's also a sin. It's a. Uh, gluttony? Yeah. What? Yeah. Gluttony? gluttony? Something like that. I don't know if it's gluttony. But it's something like that. Seven deadly sins. That's the only reason. Right. But yeah, being mm-hmm. overweight, being fat is oh, I a didn't sin. And that. I think that's a Catholic thing. But what's funny about that is you'll 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 go to an LDS church. There's going to be fat people there. Like that, mm-hmm. every religion there is. But then that guy, some people are like, oh, no, but he's better because he's in church and not drinking. And this other guy who's physically active, but he drinks alcohol. Oh, he's he's not. And I don't. That one's a weird one for me. I could agree there. Um, And I don't know if it's 
like they're like hot drinks. You're not supposed to have hot drinks. That's part of the wor- word of wisdom. Like hot chocolate. It's just hot beverages. Yeah, that one's on the. It's like on the fence. Right, but also caffeine. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say drinks. You shouldn't have it. It's part of the word of wisdom. But it kind of gets pushed to the wayside because, like, hot chocolate's a thing. Soda, diet soda, mm-hmm. diet cokes, and stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of. It's weird that it's picky and choosy. I can agree with you there, that because you drink beer or you you have some drinks, you're considered not a bad person, I would say, but just not as uh, religious or yeah. in faith. It sounds like they're just trying to control the general popu- population of, like, everyone that believes. So this it's is like, what I would... So I'll be, I'm going to go a little bit more personal. So I, I, the reason I stopped drinking is I went and met with my bishop. I was... Just feeling prompted to do some things. We have this thing called the patriarchal blessing, which we can touch later, which is mm-hmm. actually super dope. But I was reading mine and I felt just like, dude, you need to get in and go talk to your bishop and just meet up. And again, I think I was, I felt like I was a good human. I was doing a lot of good things, donating, giving to people. Serving. But I, yeah, serving. Yeah. I, th- I thought I was a good religious dude, but I was drinking and, and vaping and stuff like that. But So when I went and talked to him, I told him, hey, look, my my relationship with God is, like, great. Like, I will pray every day, tell him, you get, yeah, (laughs) tell him that I love him and I know that he loves me and I see his his hand in my life every day. Like, I, I, and I've never felt like he's turned away from me, even all the stupid stuff I've done. I've always known that he's there. I was like, but, like, I have all these good feelings with me and the Lord, but then I come to church and I'm not supposed to drink and I feel, like, weird about that. Yeah. And he told me what he said was, so that's a good point. So your worth to God is, is, so what determines worth on an object? Do you guys know? Uh -uh. Scarcity? Just what, so what determines the worth of an object is what someone is willing to pay for it. So if I have a pen and you're like, oh, I'll pay $10 on that, then it's worth 10 bucks. It's worth 10 bucks. So the Lord, we believe, sacrificed his life for all of us. So our worth to the Lord is, is his a lot. life. Is for, his life. For, okay. That so, makes sense. And that doesn't change whether you do stupid stuff, whether you drink alcohol, even if you kill somebody or do that. He still loves you. But he said on the return side of that, what are you doing for your Lord to prove that he is worth it for you? His life was that worth it. makes so much so, sense. <clears throat> quitting drinking isn't because I think drinking is bad. It's because, look, the Lord, I know I'm worth a lot to my Lord. He's worth it for me to not drink. It's not because I don't believe in drinking. I, right. I, I still like, we'll go hang. I went hung out with the bar last night with some people. I just didn't drink personally. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I don't. It doesn't affect me. But for me personally, when I get the urge to like drink or. I don't know, like pornography or something like that. Instead of giving in, I'm just like, how much is the Lord worth to me? And that's where I reflect. So that's is that huge, like a man. is that like a personal thing for everybody? Because like like for you, how you shared yours, like would it be different for like somebody else? Like, Everyone has their own sins. They would they they would give yeah. up. Okay. Because I think. So, yeah, I struggle with alcohol because I love it. Like, it's right. fun. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. doing it. I enjoy the people I do it with. But the neighbor down the street maybe struggles with, like, 
lustful thoughts of his neighbor or something like looking at the neighbor his his buddy and like man i wish i had your wife and i wish mm-hmm. i had your stuff that's that's not that's frowned upon as well mm-hmm. so everyone has their own sins everyone has their things that they do and that's one thing i struggle with a lot of and that i don't like generalizing but there is people in every religion but in lds mm-hmm. that they like shun people who do something that's more open like drinking or smoking but then behind closed doors they're like looking at pornography yeah. or being lustful and i i do not agree with that that's huge man i really that is appreciated big. that perspective because i do struggle with some of the same things um more in a contradictory sense as far as like i mean we're polynesian tattoos mm-hmm. are ingrained in our culture yep. but that's frowned upon well so it was not allowed in the lds church church and then they recently just had a general conference and it's now left up to the each individual person still not really approved it's kind of frowned upon but they've they've given some kind of a they're a little bit more lenient on it what like what changed so Is it- I don't know exactly. So the reason it got changed is because the prophet felt prompted, mm-hmm. oh, which okay. we believe that the prophet has like special access to the Lord. Like he can like conversate with him and maybe not like, I don't know. I've heard some people say like, oh yeah, the prophet can see him face to face sometimes. I don't know if that's true or not. I do know that they have special privileges with the Lord. So they get promptings that we follow which take that as you will, but he felt prompted that he needed to change it. So that's why it changed. Not because it's true. Oh, there was an overload of tattoos coming in. Yeah. It, it wasn't because of the people. It was because the prophet felt prompted to change it. Okay. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. going back to your, the, the whole tattoo thing, like I, I would see post of um, this dude, full body tattoo and he's, he's holding the book of Mormon. Right. And he, the caption says, why should, the ink on my skin um, defied my, my my love for for that Lord, mm-hmm. and everybody in the comments was just going crazy, and I had no idea. And then crazy good or crazy positive? It was like just negative like or positive? It, it, it was kind of like bashing back and forth. Oh, okay. And then and then I hear like this this whole thing like your body is a temple, mm-hmm. um, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I never knew what that meant until the whole tattoo thing <clears throat> came out, and then I didn't want to ask like one person and just hear in their side and just be. Okay, yeah, I agree with you now. Like, I, I, I kind of wanted to just hear from everybody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we believe the body is a temple mainly because we believe God built you in his image. In his image. And mm-hmm. he, he wanted you to look this certain way. And he, he created you with the utmost, like, confidence that you're a good looking person or that you have certain qualities that others don't or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, that's where that comes in. He doesn't want you to change your body a whole lot. Doesn't like a whole lot of tattoos. Doesn't like a whole lot of piercings. Stuff like that. He wants Actually, you to one per ear, per per ear, and only for women. Mm-hmm. Men aren't supposed to oh, have ears. Really? Yeah. Which yeah. that's another thing. I don't. It obviously doesn't make you a bad person. It's just one of those things where, like, how much is he worth to you? Is he worth you going and get that tattoo because you want to look cool, or or not? Yeah, I think that that ties into a lot of things, but. I mean, tattoos, dude, I don't think so. Like, I understand the sacrifice and the and the um, the offer that was made. It was his life. That's huge. 
but also I'm a Polynesian, you know what I mean? Like if I want to represent and and be included with my culture and yeah. my people, right? I don't see that as being disobedient or mm-hmm. defying the sacrifice that was made. I feel like it's me who I am and what I want to be. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's like uh, someone tattoos. They rank. You can do. You can get rankings if you're mm-hmm. a high chief. Um, it tells stories. Right. It, it tells this, our our journeys. Like this. This is our people's stories that we can get put on our, our on our body to represent what our ancestors have gone through. And I think that is also something they consider. It's something that's huge for us. But I mean, and I say that because I have I have tattoos. I have a couple on my arm, a couple on my thigh, and. Mm. I, you put it in perspective saying, like, do I love the Lord and love Jesus Christ more than putting ink on my body? Yes, I do. But that, those are one of those things that pop into my head to where, like, that's not, to me, this isn't showing that I don't love you. Mm-hmm. What's, sh- what's me proving is by serving others, by teaching mm-hmm. others about the word and, and by going and attending and stuff like that. Well, I 100% agree with you. Cause, and, I'm getting a tattoo next week. Like I'm getting inked Ooh. up on my arm and my leg. So it's like I didn't I'm, know that. All that next yeah, week. That's why I'm gone next Tribal? week. Tribal? Yeah. So oh it's, wow. It's funny because wow. I'm literally saying all this and then I'm getting a tattoo. Cause I, I'm a I agree with you. Where I'm at is as long as like and this isn't doctrine, like this isn't the LDS church saying this, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. If it has meaning and like there's a reason for it and you look at it every day and you're like I know why I got that. Then I, there's no problem with it. Like how you said, still tells stories, high chiefs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's no problem. But I've seen some guys that just get like dumb things. Like I saw one guy who just gets like, he, I'm not going to say his name. We played with him at, uh, I played football with him in college, but he just had like dumb tattoos everywhere. Oh, I got dumb tattoos. See, and I don't know if I like, I would never do that. Just because, again, I think my body's a temple, so I'd only put pieces on it that I think are... That means, I guess, to each their own, because, like, it'd it'd be dumb to you, but to them, who knows, it it might mean something. Right. I mean, I I could tell you meanings for them, Mm -hmm. but in a sense of, does it meet the same um, expectation or requirement that I have when I want to put tribal on my body? No, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't tie into my culture. It doesn't tie into anything like that. It's just something that... I wanted to get it. It meant something at the time, and it meant something uh, for a piece of my life or whatever I'm referencing. <clears throat> but they're random. Mm-hmm. Like if you looked at it, you'd be like, "What's that? What's that? What's that?" Well, it means something. But right in the same breath, man. And this is where a lot of I shouldn't say a lot. There, there's some a few things. But in the same breath, your body's a temple. Tattoos are frowned upon. Piercings for men are frowned upon. Multiple piercings for women are. It's not really okay. But then, like, if you're built in God's perfect image and his idea of you, like mommy makeovers, Brazilian butt lifts, lip lip injections, uh, tummy tucks. Like, I'm I'm already in God's image. Yeah. But those are accepted. That's fine. Those are that's, accepted? That's, that's yeah. not weird. Like, there is so... <sighs> I thought you were going to say they weren't. No, but that's no. the contradictory part of what I mean about some things that I'm like, okay, why is this okay and then this isn't? If I'm built in God's image, I shouldn't need to get a tummy tuck. I shouldn't need to get lip injections or Botox. Botox. Yeah, like that that should not be okay. Oh, that but is it crazy. is. So that's that's where my standpoint is, is like 
if there are members who are doing that and it's being overlooked, which it really shouldn't be, I have my decisions to make, which is I got a couple tattoos. Mm-hmm. I probably will get more, but that's what I'm going to have to deal on my judgment day. And then that's something that I'll be judged for. And I know that, but those that, that's a little bit of what is. And you can speak on that if you have any the only, insight. The only thing I would say, because I don't know, I do know, obviously, you can still go into the temples and stuff if you have tattoos. Like, they are frowned upon, but if you have them, it's not, like, the A end of the breaker. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tattoos have been a long, or around for a long time. Lip injections, Botox and stuff hasn't. And so I don't, I don't know if they had that tattoos rule and then they just never considered talking about Botox and stuff like that. I, I just don't know. You got to imagine, though, like, I know that this is a visible like art on my arm Mm -hmm. that you can see. I know that's against what the church is not suggesting, but what they're recommending and what uh, is in line with our standards. So if I want, if I'm getting wrinkles on my face and I want to freeze that with an injection, which is modifying my face or inject my lips or tummy tuck or whatever, you, you got to imagine that's you. That's like, that's like us going to the temple right now and taking out a window and putting in a, a new window that doesn't fit in theme with what was already there created in uniform with other temples. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. So I don't like the fact that, well, it wasn't around, so maybe it's just overlooked. That's not cool because yeah. the rule still stands about your body's a temple. Yeah. So I kind of want to okay. spin it a little bit because I actually, growing up, I've had a lot of moments like that where I'm like, Dude, this doesn't make sense. Well, A is good, B is not good, but they're mm-hmm. pretty similar. And what I was always taught, because I would I would ask those questions, and like bishops or whatever would get stumped. I guess you could say, like they didn't know how to answer it. And they're not going to know everything, no. too. Yeah. But yeah. in the end, we do believe that you'll get to ask the Lord, and you'll be all knowing. So mm-hmm. we right now we don't know. We don't right. know what happened before. We don't know what's going to happen after. Like our minds are kind of clouded. When we get to the other side, we will know everything. So at that time, we'll know why that doesn't, like, because, no, it doesn't make sense logically. But also, right. I don't know if there's something else that we're missing. We're missing. Because right. we're not fully, like, our minds are a little clouded compared to what they could potentially be. Let's take Jeez, a cup. That is, Let's yeah. take a that cup. Is deep. That's, that's a good point, and that's huge. But it's also, like, you can't be mad at what I don't know. No. Yeah. No, you, you know? Can't. And that's why we give people the opportunity who don't know about the LDS church to be baptized and to learn to move on. So the yeah, LDS, this whole thing is just a uh, learning experience yeah. for me. The LDS church is not as cut and dry as people may think it is. There's a lot of room and it's really forgiving. Like there's a lot of room for forgiveness and improvement and uh, ways for people to be better and better themselves. Even if you slip, it's not like you mess up, you're gone. Yeah. That's, actually, that's really cool. That's actually one thing I want to talk about too, is the forgiveness and the like atonement. Cause that's another one of those crazy rumors I ha- heard that like the only way to repent is to go tell your bishop everything you've done, which is not true. You do not have to go to your bishop for everything. There's different ways to repent. Yeah, so you can re- you literally just repent by just praying to him and saying like, mm-hmm. "Homie, I'm," and that's another thing too, praying. You can speak to him however you want because it's your relationship with him. So I'll literally in my prayers be like, "Homie." I'm sorry, dude. Damn. I've been screwing up. I talk to him like he's one of you guys. I don't treat him like like he is a king and he's he's my god. But I don't. I talk to him as I want him to talk to me, and, and I want us to have that like 
friend relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so when you repent, you can repent in a prayer. You can just be like, "Hey, I uh, did. The, I went and drank the other day. I I want to just say sorry for it and and let you know that I'm striving to be a better you and stuff like that. Or just sim- yeah, literally just simply like that. Mm-hmm. There are some sins that they recommend you go talk to a bishop. I don't know what your feelings are. I do not like that. Talking to a bishop? No. Well, repenting to a bishop. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I feel like, like it's it. weird. Uh, yeah, so oh. Cece and I didn't get married in the temple, but we intend to get sealed. And while we were dating, I i guess before we started dating, I was inactive in the church. I didn't go. Uh, I smoked. I drank. I did some drugs. Uh, it's not anything that's unknown. People that are closest to me know that, and... Um, my wife knows that, which is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And so after we really got serious and we started talking and she actually started bringing me back to church and she would text me and she'd be like, Hey, going to church. Do you want to go? And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And then slowly I started going more and more with her, uh, got back into it. And so we did that. We met with our Bishop and we, um, confessed in the sense and just kind of let him know what was going on so that he can tell us what to do, what to improve on and what we need to work on so that we can, eventually get to the temple and to me it was weird in a sense growing up i had a really great relationship with my bishop loved him mm-hmm. i still like still talk to him to this day uh not necessarily all the time but like we well, i'll shoot him a facebook message but um i didn't know this guy and that's why i think was the most awkward thing building that relationship well with him? we didn't even build it it was just i was in this ward i'm talking to this guy he's the bishop and so I had to let him know almost in an introductory sense, like, hey, my name is Gage. This is Cece, my girlfriend. We're trying to go to the temple. This is what I've done. And I thought that was really, really awkward, especially if you're not comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. But in a sense of including someone else, I think, like you said, it it is necessary in certain situations where it's almost like you can't do it all on your own and you need to lean on somebody. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But for me, it's it's definitely out of my comfort zone. It's definitely something that's weird, and it was something we struggled with. So to me, there's like there's two parts to that. One, there's just like everything else. There's a good bishop and there's a bad bishop. I've I've repented to good bishops and it wasn't that awkward. I've report, repented to bad bishops and it was like weird and awkward and did not. And I I I just thought it was too far. So. I was repenting in high school. I was trying to go on a mission. Uh, and I was repenting about some stuff that I'd done with with girls in high school. And the bishop just got way too like, oh, did you insert your penis? Or did you insert your fingers? And I'm like, that's too far. Like, you just let me tell you. Yeah, he got to be repenting. Like, yeah. not you trying it's to not get you, the gossip. Like, yeah, it was so weird to me. Mm. So I do believe that there's good bishops who will hear you out and be like, look, just so you know, the Lord still loves you. I still love you. You're still a great kid. You're, you're doing what you're doing. And then there's bad bishops who want to know way too much and then almost make you feel so bad for it. Yeah. Right. I got done repenting and he's just like, well, I mean, you're going to have to wait a long time now to go on a mission. I'm like, that's not the, that's that's not, that's not the type of response that no. you would want. Yeah. And I was hella mad, but, and honestly, that's, I don't want to say this because obviously I've only had a few bishops. So, I mean, he probably knows who he is, but he really is the one who turned me off from the church. Like after, wow. after that, I dropped. Uh, oh. I don't blame you that. Because it was, just, it was just weird. 
And so I didn't, I probably, I was like 16 at the time. I just stopped going to church. My mom never forced it on us. It was like encouraged. And then as soon as I had my own license, I'd dip. Like I'd go to sacrament maybe and then just dip. But So I'm hearing, I'm hearing this word like tossed around. Bishop, is that the highest in the ward? Yes. Or? So yeah, the way the ranking works is bishop oversees the ward, which for those of you who don't know, a ward is like a community that, gathers in one church building so we have our prophet at the top he has like a group of 70 underneath him or his apostles and then this group of 70 and then i think it's a stake underneath that right i think it's stakes and then wards the way i've been taught is just wards stakes 70 and then apostles and prophets and that but that drills down all the way to the boys like the bishopric has three members and then there's a secretary Mm -hmm. And then there's a, a young men's leader, and then there's the, the yeah. That's pre, what I wanted you know, to dive like, There's into. a lot of it, it breaks down all the way yeah. down to a twelve year old deacon serving sacrament. Yep, it is pretty crazy. And so even yeah, so like you're saying, deacons, teachers. So there's like groups. When you hit twelve, you get the priesthood, mm-hmm. which we can talk about the priesthood in a little bit. But so you get the priesthood, and when you have the priesthood, and you're in that quorum, there's a, a presidency as well with the. President, first counselor, second counselor. And so, so that's the, all the bishopric right there, right? The or bishopric what? is just them. So the bishopric is the bishop, first, the second counselor, and the secretary. And then there's there's leadership in the some of the other stuff. So there's leadership in the primary, which is for the kids. Leadership in the deacons quorum, teachers quorum. Okay. Young women's has same stuff. Um, and elders quorum. So elders quorum is like the men's class so when you turn 18 and you get bumped to elders quorum you go to a different thing and there's another leadership for that too you said that's a men's class yeah like the men's class so women don't go with the men's to elders quorum there's other classes gospel doctrine and stuff like that that you go together but another thing too kind of going back to the bishops thing that i do like i I just have weird feelings about is young women repenting to the bishop Mm -hmm. i get weird like I mean, we've just all seen it. Like, we've seen guys who, I don't know. It's just, it's sad to say, but, like, sexually assault Mm -hmm. people. And I would never hope that a bishop does this, but I know a bishop's a human, just like Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. So when a 14-year-old girl isn't repenting to, like, this man, I that's tough for me. Right. Like, I'd be okay to sit in on my own daughters, but, I mean, it's all up to your daughter if she feels comfortable doing that i just it's weird to me mm-hmm. that I girls agree. repent to yeah a man even even older women like if my wife went to repent to him it's not as weird but it's still kind of weird to think my wife is just in there in a room alone with another man going Talking through some hard stuff. stuff yeah that is tough yeah did you uh, you said that you met with your bishop and talked to him tried to serve a mission did you end up serving i did not no no do too much stupid stuff. I didn't serve a mission either. That's okay though, because they say those who don't serve a mission serve their whole life. So <laughs> oh, hey, we still serve it. So we gonna serve, man. No, I I always wanted to, and actually I would love to. So they do couples missions too. I don't yeah, know if you I heard about so, that. Yeah, I would love to do a couples mission with my wife. Do you need to serve a mission ones. to serve a couples mission? Or I don't you, think so. I don't know. I don't. I, I would assume not, but I don't know. Like, because couples missions are funner because you have a partner, like your wife, 
that you get to go out. Right. My grandparents went on one to Hebrew Valley Girl Scout camp and literally just were camping, helping the girls do some of their activities and stuff, uh, teaching, cooking, stuff like that. Like it's not the door-to-door type mm-hmm. mission. Uh, There's other missions what? for couples because they're usually elderly people. I, I, I was going to say, is there like an age limit? I don't think there's a requirement. I don't know. Because, I, yeah, I do see um, elderly people serving a mission together. I'm sure there's a limit. Like, they don't want you to hurt yourselves trying to be independent. Right. And, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know, but I'm, I'm sure it's, like, suggested. Like, okay, don't do it if you're over 75 okay. or 80 or something. I know you have to be self-sustaining, too. So Because when you leave, your bills are still rolling, and you're not going to be working. There might and, even... Oh, go ahead. And they don't pay you to be out there, either. Right. There might even be a health requirement... Um, Right, <clears throat> that you need to meet. So maybe there's not an age limit so long as you're health and in a physical good, yeah, requirement. Yeah, you're healthy and you're able to do things. Because I've heard of people having to lose weight to go on a mission. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard that too. Yeah, wow. And if you think about it, you're door to door. You're knocking. You're up in the mornings. You're moving. If you're a little over, or not a little, because there's a weight limit. But if you're over that weight limit, obviously you might have some struggles, and that can impede on your work that you need to do out there for the Lord. So I can see why that's not a problem mm-hmm. as far as like being weird, but yeah, one of my boys was like that. He was overweight. Um, they, I don't know who it was, but they told him that he'd had to, you know, cut some weight just to serve his mission. Every day, my man was in the gym playing basketball on the bike. Like he was dedicated. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. And well, that's that's good. Good. It is. Some of the they they wake up at six and go to sleep at ten, and they do that seven days yep. a week. Like they don't get days off. They have one day called the P day. P day. Uh, usually, I think it's Monday typically. But that's like that's a rest the, day, right? I've heard random days. It's kind of a rest day, but it's the day you do laundry, the day you clean. Oh. You can go do activities if you have time or grocery shopping. So it's not like. You just sit around. Right. Yeah. You just do, it's kind of like your chores day. You get caught up for the week. Okay. So I know, like, talking to my sister's boyfriend, he said he would iron all 10 shirts or all seven shirts on one day and, like, just get ready for the whole week. Because when you're in the week, you don't really have off time. Mm-hmm. I know. What was your guys' thoughts, since you weren't members, about a mission? Like, what? Cause it sounds kind of crazy, low key. Oh yeah, does, if you don't know what it is, I had a lot of I had a lot of questions like, why do they have to do this? Why do they have to do that? Um, like one off the top of my head is, why do they have to be clean shaved? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I honestly don't. Like know. I, to me, I mean it, it's it's almost like, even recently, beards are a little bit more well, modern and like trendy, but. Like, if you went to a job interview, typically back in the day, you shave your face. Right. You you want to look clean cut. I, that's just kind of how I imagined why a missionary would. Okay. It's almost professional and inviting and friendly. Yeah. Because uh, another thing, too, is you can have a beard and still look clean cut. Yeah. You just have you to could. work yeah. harder. Oh, yeah. And so rather than setting the limit of, okay, you can have a beard, but it has to be clean cut, it's easy to just shave. Just shave. Well, and they're like 18, 19-year-olds. Yeah. Like, I didn't have... It was like very few guys right. have a solid beard at that age. Right. So it's like, yeah, just just shave that mess. Did you have anything, Ryan? I didn't think it was. Your question was, uh, was there anything weird about it to you? Like when you heard, oh, yeah, I'm 18. I'm going to go serve for two years. No, I, I don't know. I think it's because I was I grew up here. Yeah. It's just it's not weird. But then thinking about it, it is later on, weird. it is weird. You're. 
going out and trying to pretty much recruit people into your religion. religion. Which, that to me wasn't super weird. Because even if there's a pastor of a Baptist church, he's mm-hmm. still going to try to get people to come. Mm-hmm. Because he believes it's true and he believes it's right. Right. My thing with it was the time frame. Two years <clears throat> to me, two years just sounded like A lot so of time. Long, especially right at 18. Yeah. Which I have buddies who went on missions and that were obviously the same age and they're still doing great. But it seems like that's just a versatile age right at the beginning of like your adulthood life. Right. That you're giving up, which you learn a lot of skills on a mission. But I remember mm-hmm. being like, that is crazy. Exactly. Two I'm, years of your time here to go serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big dedication. Two years is a long time. Well, especially like athletes, for example, they they do all this work so they get scholarships. Sometimes you'll lose your scholarship if you go on a mission. And some mm-hmm. kids will still oh, yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But even when you come back and you you play college, let's say football, for example, and then you try to go to the NFL, if you go on your mission and then play five years in college and then enter the draft, you're like an older rookie. Right. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're, what, 25 years yeah. old, where most rookies are coming in at like 21, 22, 23. Yeah. You're just older. I remember I had a quarterback coach when I was playing in high school. Uh, that he did that. So he served the mission. And back when the age change actually happened, so it used to be 19 when you went on a mission. Now it's 18 for men. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he went out on a mission at 19, got back when he was 21, played at Hawaii, got injured or something, but ended up playing like six or something years. So when he went to the NFL, he was a 27-year-old rookie. And it was just like he's like, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Like I was a 27-year-old rookie. Uh, but he still went to the NFL. Yeah, he did. That's crazy. That's I mean, he did. He he. He'll say this too. He like laughs. He's like, it's just different. He's like, I overthrew one pass in a preseason game. Cut the next day. Dang. <laughs> yeah. He's actually hella cool. He was a he was a strict coach, but very knowledgeable coach. Mm-hmm. Just to even be a quarterback in the NFL, you have to be some sort of yeah. smart. Yeah. So he was a cool dude. Um, I like I've I've heard countless times back in the days where. Like if you like, people didn't want to come out because some of them were strong in the church and they they felt like they would be kind of like disowned, banned, or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the right terminology is, but um, they would think that it would they would be um, disowned from the church, disowned from like the family and all that stuff. And and I, me personally, me being an outsider, like looking in, I didn't think it was wrong because if everybody shares their own their own. Uh, they all, everybody shares their own um, perspective, like, views, perspective views, their love to 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 the Lord. Mm-hmm. Why should that change? Because say I'm gay, you know? What yeah, I'm saying? yeah, yeah. Like why why would that change? Because I'm I'm giving yeah, it's the same, the same thing that you're giving. Oh, same right. Love. So it goes back to like what we were talking about with the celestial kingdom. We're taught at a young age that in order to get there, you need to be married to a man, to a man to a woman, and you need to reproduce and you need to have kids. Mm. Gay couples can't do that. Mm-hmm. That being said, that's where it gets hairy for me, because I have gay relatives, I have gay friends, I have. There are people in my life that are, are attracted to the same sex, and that right. I don't see any different. And I'm not saying the LDS Church does or the people do, but to me, it's like. Kind of like you're saying with drinking, like, okay, because I love who I love, I'm not holy, I'm not righteous. I know that it's it's doctrine and it's in there that you a man to a woman, 
and that's how it's supposed to be. But that's where my faith wavers is because of those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one in particular, especially. Yeah, yeah. because the way I the crazy. way I see it is yeah, it's doctrine. Like we be, we believe a man's supposed to marry a woman and, and all that. And and a lot of that is because we believe that men have specific roles and women have specific roles. Mm -hmm. I think it's very hard to argue that men and women are a hundred percent alike on a lot of things because there's a lot of things men are good at. There's a lot of things women are good at. So that's a lot of the reason why we believe men and women should become partners to have families and, and do all that because there's things that my wife does better at than I right. do. And if there was two men trying to raise kids or two women trying to raise kids, it's it's harder. Like, no matter every woman, like, there are women that can emulate a guy more, and but it's very hard and it's very seldom to see that. Most of the time when you get two women to try to raise a kid it's just not as effective as a man and a woman because there's stuff that i bring to the table that is very hard for a woman to bring to the table i i don't see that i disagree too yeah I, okay i don't know i i don't think the gender matters like they it can be two girls and i don't think them raising a kid would be different than a guy and a girl so the especially with women to guys the big thing i see is women don't, I don't know how to word this correctly, but my kids listen to me way more than my wife. And I'm pretty sure you guys all felt that same way. Like when dad says something, it's almost like more assertive. I'm not saying a woman can't get that. Mm -hmm. It's harder for women, especially because women do better on the emotional side. So women tend to care for the, the feelings mm -hmm. and, the and nurturings and stuff like that. Whereas a man can do the other side of it, and then the what the woman can help counteract it a little bit. I'm sure when it comes to like two females or two guys, their roles will like fit where it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like so, there'll be one that's gonna be the one that's like more the kids emotional, are scared, more assertive. Then, yeah. More, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily think it's the like I'm a guy, so they will definitely be scared of me. And you're a girl, so, like, you take care of the, like, whatever. Emotional side. That's a yeah. great point. Because I also think that based off of who your parents are and their sexual preference doesn't mean that you can turn out to be a certain way, mm -hmm. which is also um, being a good kid is opinion-based. Opinion um, I could, I don't have a kid, but I can have a kid, and you can be like, Shelly, your kid is freaking acting up. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's cool here. Or I can think something about your kids and you're like, this is the way that I'm raising them. This is my, this is how I judge them on being a good kid. So have you but, ever read the pro proclamation to the world that the LDS church released? It's, it's an I'm older not. document, but it, it talks about the roles of a woman and a man. Now I'm not saying women can't do the man's roles and man can't do the women's roles mm -hmm. because in my own personal life, part of the proclamation is the father is like to be the provider of the family Mm -hmm. Whereas right now in my personal life, I stepped aside from my job to to pursue some other entrepreneurial things. So right now my wife is actually being the provider. That doesn't go against what the church says, though. There are some roles that are that are designed for men and women to do. That doesn't mean you don't do the other roles. It doesn't mean you don't help with the other roles. We just believe that there are roles for the man and the wife, and, and you can work together to do that. 
So yeah. and I'm I don't know. I don't the whole gay thing is weird to me too, because I, I, I'm actually on the same wavelength as you guys. I mm-hmm. if you love if you love them, just do it. Like I, yeah. yeah. I don't I'm gonna obviously teach my son, hey, marry a woman. Or mm-hmm. teach my daughter, hey, marry a guy. But if they don't, I'm not gonna shun them. I'm not gonna hate them. I'm not gonna say, Oh, the Lord doesn't love you. Cause that kind of goes back to the Lord gave his life for you. So no matter what you do, he's still going to love you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The church's stance on that, I really don't fully know it. I know that when it first kind of started becoming a thing, I remember, and this could be completely fake. I just remember hearing if there was two gay parents, whether lesbian or gay, if they had a kid because they adopted him or whatever and they wanted him to get baptized, he couldn't get baptized. And that could be completely made up. That's just what I remember when I was like, 16 or so because that's when it kind of started coming out wow like 20 yeah 2016 is when things started kind of getting up there i guess wow so the kid can't get baptized because his parents and don't quote this this is not factual. i was gonna say but that's also kind of contradictory i don't know yeah you don't know i don't know if it's true because one of the um articles of faith Something. There's 13 of them. Okay, so um, we, this is paraphrasing, but we shouldn't be judged off of Adam's transgressions is kind of playing a part in that situation. That's actually very knowledgeable of you, dude. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know. Damn, you should be the next bishop. Dude. Uh, nah, but. <laughs> <laughs> you just pulled it from the hip. I like that. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. So, like, because um, Adam has done something, we shouldn't be judged based off of what he's done. Yeah. A kid shouldn't be judged based off what their parents have done. So I don't know how true, and I'm not calling you out on it. It's just, I don't know. So I don't know how true that is, or if they, maybe there was a spin in the media or something. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. Because yeah. when I heard that, I was actually like upset too. Because mm-hmm. the same thing. If your parents are doing something, for example, my dad used to drink and stuff. It's like, oh, sorry, you can't get baptized because your dad drinks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, kids should not be... Um, determined based off of their parents. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I got one last question before we wrap this up. Okay. Gava, word of wisdom. What are your thoughts? That's weird. Because right. it's like one of those things like soda. Because I do know one of the things you're, not, you're supposed to avoid in the word of wisdom is anything that alters your body. So your alters your mind, alters the way you focus or anything like that. And Kava kind of does that. Not right. to yeah, an extreme. It, yeah, it relaxes the body, yeah. and you can, you know, you feel it. Not to an extreme element like alcohol. Being drunk, mm-hmm. no. And so I remember, I don't, I don't know. I remember my mom saying growing up, like, "Oh, the church said it's only good if you're first generation." And to me, what? that didn't what? really make what sense. That's weird. And so I really don't fully know. I, I really think it's cool. Yeah. My bishops have never said anything about it. We have I've mixed with bishops. I've mm-hmm. mixed, yeah. mixed with second counselors. Like I, we talked about in our cover episode. There's the Polynesian branches, the Samoan branch, the Tongan ward. That's about to start up, right? You said that the yeah tomorrow ward tomorrow yeah. that the bishopric will mix, <clears throat> and that they have tribal tattoos and Polynesian t- tattoos and stuff. Um, I was just wondering, but again, playing that devil's advocate, bo- body altering. Yeah. So. I couldn't take ibuprofen. Yeah. No, yeah. Right? 
or I, I couldn't relieve pain or uh, sleep aid like what's that called? Melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. Anything like that. Um, prescription drugs. Yeah. So, it's like a gray line. Yeah. And you just don't know where to put the line. So, I mean, personally, I don't think it crosses it. But I don't either. I don't either. But I, I also do it a lot. So I don't know. And it's a cultural thing. Exactly. And it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. All right. I mean, but let's take another cup. The only. Let's do one it. One more cup. Kind of the last thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is I know that there's a lot of bad connotations sometimes with the LDS church and other churches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's kind of back to what I was saying about, like, how much is the Lord worth to you? That's just my perception of it because this is my church and I have mm-hmm. good feelings about my church. I go to my church and I actually feel good. Like I, I believe in the teachings and stuff. That's good. That does not mean though that I should be like, oh, these Catholics, they don't know what they're doing. Like they're just, mm-hmm. they because in my mind, as long as you are going to your church and you feel good, like you feel the Lord's love, you feel that he, that this is a true church, then go and as long as you do what you think is good enough for the Lord, then just do it. I don't like how people put like, Oh, the church of Jesus Christ is the only true church. I don't like that. Cause that's kind of what we believe is that we're the mm-hmm. only true church. However, I do believe even churches like Buddhism and stuff where they, where they worship Buddha. And I don't know a whole lot about it, but what I do know is that they worship in their sense. They think that's God. Like mm-hmm. Buddha's like a god, and as long as they're doing what they believe is best, and they feel confident and they feel the blessings that come with their religion, I don't think there's anything wrong with with being in another religion. I struggle really bad when people are like, "Oh, well, you're Catholic, you're not going to the celestial kingdom." Like I, yeah. I don't really. To me, your relationship with God is way more important than the church that you go to. So that's, that's kind of that's really cool. That was yeah. kind of the last thing I wanted to add because I struggle with that too when people are like, oh, he's Catholic. You're going to yeah. hell. Like, I don't <laughs> like that shit at all. Yeah, I like that a I lot. I respect that. But, uh, well, thank you guys for joining us today. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we were able to get a little deep and dig a little bit into what we believed in. So we hope that we can see you next time. Yeah, yes, appreciate sir. it, guys. Yes, Let sir. us know if you want us to do this again. Goodbye. Woo. I thought that was a good ass. Oh, no. I, Golly, I...